and I am bawling crocodile tears on the floor. And I'm thinking, oh, it's over. I'm never going to get back into the United States. Welcome, and you're listening to The Weekly Tea with Sid. It's been a while, and I am literally so embarrassed to admit that I let life get the better of me. But I'm back, and I'm ready to go. And with that being said, let's talk about traveling, because it can be an amazing thing if everything goes your way. Now, if you know me, you know that for the past couple of years, something interesting has always seemed to happen when I travel. And I've met crackheads, I've bled all over an airplane, I've witnessed a crime, I mean, the whole nine yards. Well, I'm going to tell you a story. The first time I distinctly remember having something go wrong while traveling. It was the summer of 2019, summer in the Northern Hemisphere, that is, and I had just finished my first year of college. I was traveling to my home country, Zimbabwe, for the summer break, and boy, was I excited. I hadn't slept. We needed to be by the airport by 4 a.m., which meant we needed to leave by 3 a.m. because I lived like an hour away. And I'm also one of those people that is always packing at the last minute, so <laughs> don't come for me, but you know how it is. And I just felt that there was no need to sleep. We finally made it to the airport, and I was waiting in line to check in my bags with my host dad. The program that I was on during my first year gave me a host family. And when I got to the front, the person proceeded to tell me that I was not in their system. I was not on that flight. Uh, what? So at this point, I'm supposed to be in the air at 6 a.m., it's five o'clock because the front desks don't open until five o'clock. And you're telling me that I am not in your system. Sir, my ticket was purchased eight months ago. Round trip, you're playing. So I did what any 21-year-old would do in that situation. I called my mom. Now that woman is superwoman because she got off the phone with me and was able to contact someone straight away and was able to help me get on the plane. But it was as a reserve, and if you know how that works, it is not guaranteed that you will end up on the flight. And I was traveling on two different airlines, so for the first leg of my flight, it was a local airline. And I had two layovers, one in Washington and another in Addis Ababa, and I would be changing to a different airline in Washington. But anyway, so here I was, excited to get on the plane. It was reserved, but I didn't care. And my bags were checked all the way through to Zimbabwe. So worst case scenario was my bags would arrive before I did. But anyway, so I get through security and I'm chilling. I call my dad and I'm trying not to cry over this whole fiasco. And it's like 5.30 and I'm just, I'm already going through so much. And then I look on the board and I notice that I'm the third person in reserve. And so... I did what any person would do in that situation. Thank goodness I I don't really look my age is what people say. I personally think it's because of my height that kind of just throws them off. So I went to the front desk and I bawled my eyes out and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm just an international student and I'm trying to get home. And I think it might have worked because I ended up getting on that flight. First obstacle, overcome. But we're not done. So I land in Washington and it's 7.30 a.m. I'm tired and I'm hungry, but it's okay. I've got a five-hour layover. I can go and find me some Starbucks. I am a big Starby person. If anybody knows me, Starbucks is life. And so I'm waiting in line with the new airline because I was not able to get my ticket for that airline. So I just wanted to check in and everything before I go and get something to eat. And I finally get to the front. 
And they come in with the same bloody nonsense. Oh, sorry, you're not in our system. I beg your pardon, ma'am. You need to look again. Because I booked this plane ticket eight months ago. So they pull me to the side and they start looking for my ticket. It took almost three hours, but eventually I was checked in. I got both plane tickets. So I go and I get myself something to eat. And the hours fly by and it's time to board. I'm next in line. The facial recognition's not recognizing me. At this point, I am hangry because even though I was hungry, I just, going through everything, I was just so, I was so worked up. I basically looked the dude in the eye and it must have been quite the sight because I'm literally 4'9". There's nothing intimidating about me at all. And I looked this guy in the eye and I said, here's my physical ticket. I am getting on this plane and I marched through the gate. I get to my seat. It's great. There's an open seat next to me. No one's going to bother me. Takeoff was smooth. It was great. It was so great. But I am not done. The seatbelt signs go off and I proceed to try and put my chair back because I can finally get some shut eye. I'm tired. I'm going to be home in a day and I just I cannot wait. But of course, the universe is working against me. I slip. I slice my thumb open and it starts bleeding everywhere. And it was rather dramatic if you ask me because it was so much blood for such a tiny cut. So I stand up and I go to the back to try and find air hostesses to help me. And they tell me to go sit down. Mind you, I am bleeding all over the place. And thankfully, there was a lady who was sitting in the same row as me. She got the air hostess's attention, proceeded to Karen out and got me the attention that I needed. My thumb was sorted out. It was great. It was great. I landed in Addis Ababa. I was happy. I called my parents. I'm excited. I am seeing them in 10 hours. I was ready. I was ready. But then they asked me, oh, did your passport get stamped? Cue panic mode. I get my passport. I look no stamp. So now I'm sitting in the middle of the Addis Ababa airport And if you've ever flown through Ethiopia, you'll notice that it's not really a big airport. And I am bawling my eyes out. I am in the middle of this airport sitting on the floor because there's so many people and not enough seats. And there's a lady next to me and she's giving me the side eye because she's trying to keep her baby quiet and trying to put them to sleep. And I am bawling crocodile tears on the floor. And I'm thinking, oh, it's over. I'm never going to get back into the United States. But, you know, joke's on me because it turns out They don't stamp your passport going out, they stamp it coming in. So everything was fine. It was fine. It was just a a big misunderstanding. Anyway, I eventually touched down in Zimbabwe and I could not be happier to get home. I've been through a whirlwind of emotions. My bags arrived too, which is a plus because when I first came to the United States, my bags did not arrive with me. But my bags arrived in Zimbabwe. One was cracked open and it was being held together by the grace of God, but that was okay. And this is a PSA. I love hardcover suitcases. I think they're gorgeous. I think they're cute. But I've had so many hard suitcases that end up getting broken. I am officially a soft suitcase girly. Anyway, that was quite the experience that I had had. And you would think that after that, I would be scared to travel. But now with everything that I've gone through, when something happens, I don't even panic. It kind of excites me. You know, I'm thinking, who am I going to meet? What's going to happen next? I mean, in the moment, the story is not funny. It's not exciting. It's rather frustrating, to say the least. 
but it makes for an exciting story and it builds character. So tell me, do you have any travel stories? Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode by hitting that subscribe button. You're listening to The Weekly Tea with Sid. Thanks for tuning in.